Episode 19, uh, Jim Reamer here as, as always, uh, joined uh, by Zach Tyler from our from Northern Indiana. Zach, how was your week? Another great week here in the books. Tried to stay cool and able to make that happen at the pool. Yeah, well, yeah, staying cool. I'm glad you mentioned that. Not that anybody wants to hear, you know, the the day to day rigmarole, but the warmest day of the year and and. Uh, Holiday weekend, no less, and a, and a Sunday, no less, and my air conditioning goes out. So, um, so l- luckily, I spent most of the day in a gym watching basketball somewhere else, and and uh, the, the warmest part of the day. So, hopefully, we're going to get that fixed the next day or so, and and move on. So, um, as always, we're going to start this week with offers and no no commitments this week, right? No. And our offers are kind of slowing down. I think colleges need to uh, step up their game a little bit more and and keep those offers coming. But uh, yeah, let's, let's cover what we missed here or what we have to get get caught up on uh, from the past week. All right, uh, Shamara Avance, Tennessee Martin offer, Cayman Bontrager a Grace offer. I expect more from him. Uh, probably even higher levels as well. D two maybe. Uh, Langdon Hatton, UIC offer. Chris Mantis added two more. He's up to 12 offers now. He's got Drake and Florida International. Uh, Javon Small, two offers. Ball State, Indiana State. Peyton Sparks, three offers. Southern Illinois, Edwardsville. Valpo, and then Robert Morris. Uh, Leland Walker with a Winthrop offer. And then Blake Wesley from up here. Uh, Creighton, Creighton offer. And I expect more Creighton. to come from him also. And, and just to clarify something, your your audio kind of muddled out there for a second. Jovan Smalls, both his offers this week were Ball State and Indiana State, so um, kind of had some distortion there as, as you were reading his stuff off. But okay, and it and we'll we'll definitely be talking about him later, and and as well as Leland Walker. The the Leland Walker one is his recruiting certainly bound to pick up here. Um, this upcoming week or after this, this past week, because he was, he was spectacular. So we'll definitely talk more about that, but Bon Traeger, we've, we've not, neither one of us has seen enough of him to, no. to get a feel. Right. Right. I mean, he's, he's certainly the thing with him as it is with a lot of kids that are playing at the small school level is it, just going to be is does the things that he does well, for uh, for Lakewood, does it translate against better competition now, or Lakewood Park? I'm sorry does it does it translate against better competition? You know, and and that's you know that's something that he's going to have to get sorted out this summer. Now, unfortunately, you know we're in a position where these guys aren't getting a lot of first person viewing. It's pretty much anything that's being seen right now is streaming. Yep. Uh, so. You know, that's just it goes down to the the kids that are impacted impacted by COVID. So, um, you know, the interesting transfer news. So tomorrow is the first day that school coaches can work with their guys, at least in in a school in a school capacity. A lot of them have done some Zoom stuff, 
Um, I know that um, there's the Pocket City League down in down in Evansville that has school teams playing in it together, which is neat. Uh, taking advantage of the IHSA rules or the the lack of rules now that the coaches can't participate in that league per the Department of Education, but you know it's it's definitely good watching some of those. I was down there Friday watching their league and and seeing a lot of those kids playing together. And you know, there's no rule of three in the summer, so you've got some of them are full school teams, and then you've got some teams that have five kids from one school and then five other kids like bossy had five kids on one team, five kids on another. And, and, and that rule is no different for AAU situations, no different for league situations, regardless of who's coaching or who's involved. Uh, the, the same rules apply, the same ITSA rules apply. So, but to make a short story long, this is usually the time, the start of June, now July is when we start to figure out some of the transfers, and I'm not sure there's a great list yet. We'll, we'll know more about it next week. But it was funny because there's a rumor going around that um, Bloomington South, that Bloomington South has a transfer. And there's a couple of guesses. I'm not going to speculate on who it is because it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any, any confirmation. But there's a couple of guesses. But it, it, it's just all like some big secret. Uh, I've asked a couple of people. And their response is just as cryptic as what I see on the internet. So they're not answering. I don't know why, why it matters. Um, it doesn't change the process. Um, and I, you know, don't know what the big deal would be. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't change, doesn't change the rules, doesn't change the interpretation of the rules. And it's, it's not like I'm asking any of the coaches. So I'm not trying to blame anybody at, at South, but it just seems like the, it's just kind of cryptic. So, but but we do have one definite transfer news um, re- relating uh, an incoming sophomore. And this is a kid that we'll, we'll probably wait to talk more about once the school season gets here. Um, or if we, get a, if we get another chance, which obviously we could dictate what we talk about. But, but we'll get another chance to watch. Um, we'll talk about incoming sophomores, DJ Moss who was originally at Portage had transferred or not transferred, but had enrolled in eighth grade, had moved to Northern, Northern suburbs of Chicago and had enrolled in school there and competed there the last two years. But he has always maintained contact with his, his old AAU team, which is a group called 94 feet out of Northwest Indiana. And he is, um, he is transferred or enrolled into 21st century out of Gary. So um, some of the names we've talked about in the past, DJ Moss is definitely going to be one that we're going to have to talk about going forward. So he's, he's a nice player. We're not going to get too detailed with him right now, but um, that's definitely a guard. transferred. He is a guard. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Six, six, three shooting more of a two uh, left-handed kid. So, that'll be a kid we definitely talk about more uh, yeah. going forward. So, um, so this, this week was the, the first real chance that I had to just sit down and watch a lot of guys and not have to worry about where I was going to be coaching wise. And, and we're not going to s- spend hours talking about these guys, but 
it's funny as as loaded as the class of 2021 is the the one position that is exceedingly solid in is 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 point guard position and even with Christian Lander reclassifying to 2020 there's still a lot of talent at that position and and there's there's going to be some there's going to be a, a name that most people probably hadn't heard of, at least outside of, or at least maybe around Indy we have, but outside of Indy they've not. Um, although I'm sure if they follow any anybody that covers basketball, um, the, the name Javon Small was was covered quite a bit this week. I mean, you were even asking me about him. Yeah. And I, I tell you, he was he was spectacular this weekend, and. You know, I watched him during the school year against Center Grove, and he—I mean—he played well. You could definitely tell he was—he was the best player on the court that game. But it didn't—it didn't pop, you know. And sometimes when you're also the best athlete on the court, um, sometimes it can get overlooked. Now, you know, Chris Byers—you know—runs a motion offense. He's always going to have good balance. And there's there's two or three guys there at Franklin Central that could score, and they ended up kind of pulling away late. But but Javon was was good, but it, you just didn't walk away there thinking, well, what we've seen here the last couple of weeks, uh, there's just been a big jump in his play. I don't know if it's just because it's of who he's doing it against, but he is standing out. In a in a crowd of very talented in a in a very talented field and definitely talented teammates and, and as well as talented opposition. So, I mean, with Leland or Christian Lander off the board now for twenty twenty one, you know, reclassifying to twenty twenty. In my money, for my money, Javal Small is the best point guard in the class of twenty twenty one. And it's I mean, it's an absolutely loaded class. And, and we're going to talk about some of these guys just because they also happen to be people that I got a chance to see. So and, and in talking about some of them, it doesn't mean that others didn't have a great week. I just think that there's some ground we got to cover with with maybe guys we've not seen a lot of and um, or guys that I think have made an impression this week that either they had to prove something. Or in the case of Javon, just show that it. I mean, he's teammates with Shamar Avance. You know, they played EG10 this week that has uh, Gus Etchison and Malik Stanley, two guys that we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, they they played um, uh, Brian Keaton's D1 Indiana team, who's got Luke Brown and and um, and the Bennett Justin Bennett from um, from Shenandoah and. You know, Browns obviously is a player that has Division One offers already, and and you know, just almost every game I watched Javon play this this past week, he's playing against other Division One caliber kids, and has been the best player on the floor each each effort each time out. It's not to diminish what the others have have done, or or definitely diminish their ability, but he has definitely um, definitely stood out this week. It was a good week for him. And it, and it showed, you know, he's got an offer from Ball State this week and an offer from Indiana State. So not a bad week. You've, have you, you've not seen him play yet? No, I have not. Um, we need to get you, we need to get you down to Indy. Is what we yeah, need to no do. doubt. 
one of these weekends here, hopefully soon. Um, I have seen Luke Brown, like we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Uh, right. Would you compare his game to Luke, or as uh, a step no. or two above, or completely different? Well, I mean, I think he's a step or two above right now, just because I now think he's the best pl- best right. point guard in the class. Right. So, I mean, I you know Luke Luke was another name that that I had down as somebody we need to talk about. And it goes back to what we talked about with Bontrager too. Is you know Luke Brown goes to Blackford. Blackford is a small school. Uh, the the years in between successful seasons at Blackford between the time Luke Brown stepped on campus versus back whenever it was in the 80s, maybe even earlier than that. I'm sure there's a couple of blips on the radar since then. But again, Blackford won some sectionals, some single-class sectionals in the late 70s. Um, and I, they've not done much since then. Till Luke Brown steps on campus, and they've got other kids there at Blackford that, that can play. Um, but but Luke has been really good for Blackford. But what he struggled with, in my opinion, here in the summer is well, he he has battled some injuries, uh, but at the same time, he has not gotten much traction against better competition. He's not gotten much traction against better competition on his team. He's not gotten much traction against his opponents. They've and I mean, in terms of proving what he can do, sure, against better competition, he has he's played on multiple teams in multiple years, um, which I don't like. I mean, it's it's their choice; they they make those decisions. You know, I I think a kid should you know make a decision, stick with his team. Of course, I'm one of those guys that doesn't think kids should be playing on multiple teams. You know, in the summer. Um, you hear a lot about burnout. You hear a lot about kids having, um, usage injuries, you know, usage wear and tear type injuries, um, especially as they're getting into their senior, you know, as they're getting into their high school years, their bodies are really starting to put on weight. Um, and you know, I think that you, you stick with your team, your team's off that weekend, you sit out, you know, there's a reason why teams don't play. Right. Uh, at least my opinion as the reason why my teams don't play in, in a given weekend is because we think we need rest, you know, or, um, but these guys that play every freaking weekend and I'm this, it's a little bit of a tangent. I'm not saying Luke's doing that, but, but I know Luke has played on multiple teams in the past. And, and I just, I think that situation just to me, you, you make a decision for a year and you stick with it. Um, but what he did this weekend was he showed against some of the same guys I've already named, including Javon Small. He showed that he could keep up with them defensively. He definitely has the feet and the quickness to be what I call as a willing defender. He he did a great job against A. Vance and did a great job against Small. He made them work to get shots. He made them work to make plays. Um, he's never going to be a plus defender in in the, in the MAC. You know, when you look at some of his offers are in the MAC. You know, you got Akron, yep. Cleveland State, you, or Akron Ball State. I'm sorry, Indiana State's offered him in the Missouri Valley. Kent State's another MAC offer. Um, you know, then you look at Cleveland State in the Horizon League, and and then he's got schools out east. Iona, Lehigh, uh, Wofford's down south. Uh, Milwaukee's another Horizon League offer. IPFWs or just Purdue Fort Wayne is now joining the Horizon League. So 
he's he's gotten offers from you know definite mid majors. So this is this is a situation where he's got to prove he can guard at that level. And I think this this weekend maybe it's a small sample size, um, but this weekend I think he proved he could guard at that level, or he at least proved he can guard guys that are also going to be playing at that level. Um, size is still a factor for him. He's not this long-looking, um, overly strong kid. Um, but what I liked about him was he competed every possession. Um, and as and as good of a weekend Javon Small had, and as much as I still looked at Javon's play and, and just think, yeah, this kid's really – Javon's really good. Um, I thought Luke Brown did a lot for himself this weekend. Now – you know, a lot of the – there's people wondering if high majors are going to get involved as well as he shoots it. Um, you know, it's not Luke's fault that people make that speculation on social media and then other, have others kind of talk them down a little bit. You know, saying that Luke Brown would be great in the MAC or great in the Missouri Valley is still means Luke Brown's really darn good. And he, he had a really good weekend. He, he played well – he played well yesterday. He played well to get today with multiple games under his, under his belt. So he got a chance to play with, you know, through some fatigue as well um, and did a good job. He was, he was effective off ball screen action and we need to get back to Javon small on that. Um, but, and then of course he shot the ball well. So. And Javon um, shoes it just as well. As well. No, but not many do. Yeah. You know, Luke, look, Luke, Luke, Luke Brown's a high major shooter. There's no question. Right. And he's got good vision. And I like that he could play without getting shots, without getting the, you know, without being the focal point on offense. Um, but then he had a stretch, he had a stretch today where he kind of took over. Um, Javon had a similar stretch earlier uh, yesterday, especially where he took over. Javon was impressive yesterday. And, and Brown's team beat him. Uh, but but Javon had a had a really good day, and, and he was really good at he was really good against DG 10s team, against Etchison and Malik Stanley. Small was, um, and, and what I like about Small is, you could tell his shot is a work in progress, or has been a work in progress, and still is, but he's he's got his mechanics look good. They're a little slow right now, um, on the catch from the three point line. But in fairness to him, the court they were playing on didn't have a high school line. They had um, the college line and the NBA line. Uh-huh. That's Teague's place. So they were playing on the main court, and that's basically the 94-foot court with the, the, you know, the, nine, the college and NBA lines. So the, these, a lot of these kids were shooting from the college line. And, and you could tell every now and then but because um, they, they would be short. Yeah. Especially late in the game when your legs are starting to go. But, Definitely, yeah. Uh, but I, I thought 2021 guys, Small and, and Brown, helped themselves out the most. And I am, I'm curious to see the, – the one thing you notice when you see Javon Small, his body's tremendous. He's, he, he passes the look test for sure. He's got long arms. He's, he's, he's really strong. He's – I mean, he looks like, and he looks like he's got broad shoulders. He looks like he can pack some more weight on, some good weight. And and he has such a great deal of body control on him when he's when he's in the paint. 
and defensively, he's he's maybe a step lower than Shamar Avance defensively. Shamar Avance may be the best, definitely the best defender among the ones getting Division One offers right now. Um, but Javon's not too far behind him, and Javon is a kid that. He's a lockdown defender. He can create plays defensively. He doesn't seem to get tired in those situations, or he doesn't lack the. He doesn't ever let up competitively. And then his ability to finish in the paint. You know, you just learned a lot about him. He he was really good in, in all in all regard. Again, he's not going to shoot the ball as well as Luke Brown. Um, certainly not consistently. So Luke, not yet. Luke's least. the best shooter in the the point guards of that class. By far. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely of the guys we've been talking about. Right. I mean, there's a there's a couple of guys down the list that you know I'd like to see him. Um, you know, I'd like to see him more competitive situations, but but yeah, Luke Brown was shot the ball uh, definitely well enough. He did not. He was not bothered at all by the athleticism. He was because that's the stuff he can't. He doesn't get a Blackbird schedule. Um. He does, you, and you can't simulate it in practice there. I, I coached at a 1A school for three years. There's just some things you can't simulate. And, you know, we're going to – and, you know, they're going to play teams, you know, even as even as Blackford prepares for, like, you know, Bar Reeve, which, you know, they've played in that – the Graber Post tournament down in southern Indiana. There's There's things that small schools just can't simulate. You've either got it or you don't. You know, and, and right. You know, you get into big schools; they basically have all kind of body body types. Sure. You know, and you can you can concoct your your scouting team, your scout team, however you want at the, at a big school. If you're if you're a head coach, at a small school, you're pretty limited. You know, you probably got four or five guys who can really play, and the rest of the kids are there to prepare. You know, prepare for your for your next game. So, um, one more senior incoming senior uh, point guard that I got a chance to see play Friday night down at Evansville was Isaiah Swope. And a lot, physically, a lot of the same things about that I said about small, you, you notice, first of all, his strength. Um, he is not frail by any stretch of imagination. Um, I know you, I know you like Grayson from uh from Chesterton and you com- you 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 called him a bulldog a couple yep, times. Yep. Isaiah Swope definitely a bulldog. He comes in, he bullies anybody that guards him. Love it. And and he's listed I we've got him at 6 feet. He's probably not 6 feet. Okay. Um he made shots. Shots going to the basket, shots going away from the basket. He hit a couple of hot back threes. Granted it's a, it's a fall or it's a summer league. It's a it's a league type play. Um, so it's probably two steps above an open gym and two steps below an average coach summer team. So there's not a lot of structure out there. It's a lot of isolation plays. Okay. And he's out there making them. He was going at Julian Norris and he was taking it personally. You know, you could tell Julian Norris was getting some, getting more headlines than Isaiah and Isaiah took it to him and he won that battle. And watching both kids, both those guys play, we won't get too deep in the Norris right now, but watching both those guys play two games, I don't know if it was just Swope took it more seriously, uh, but but he came out of that situation 
uh, Friday night, I was impressed, you know, and, and, you know, he definitely deserves to be mentioned. You know, if you're a low division one program, for sure, you need to be looking at him. I'm sure he thinks he needs to be getting a lot of these same offers that these other kids are getting. Um, I, I don't know enough about his shot creation. I don't know enough about his, does he make players in his team better? I know he didn't make any plays Friday that made me think he was selfish. Um, he was looking for other people, but you know, it was just a lot of isolation stuff and both teams were doing it and he just was the best player on the floor. Yeah. I, I loved how hard he worked. I love that he competed pretty much every second that they were out on the court. So, yeah. And I feel like Isaiah's names come up quite a bit here in the last uh, few weeks also as people have gotten to see him play some more. Yeah. You know, of course we, we all hear things about, we like this guy and we get every now and then you get a text message. You get a text message from a coach or somebody wanting to know if we've seen him play and, and not just him, but any of these guys, right. you know, Kamari Peterson is a kid. I got to see more. Um, and, you know, but really loved all three of these guys that I, that we've talked about so far, their ability to, to get shots and and get good shots not not forced and, and you know swope it's summer league he was taking some he was taking some you know five six dribble combinations into shots and things he probably doesn't do in a game and um but watching small and brown especially make decisions off ball screens ball screen action was impressive and that that translates you know, Luke Luke will have to struggle with teams that might decide to blitz him, that that might have some size that can keep up with him. Now he's, and he's not slow. Um, right. No, definitely. But <clears throat> but the ability to make the the ability to make decisions, find the find the roll guy or find the lift guy, however you know whatever your read is in that situation, to find that guy. Small and Brown were both both making great decisions and that's swope didn't get a chance to make that because basically anytime he came off the ball screen, he just got downhill and scored, you know, so that's not realistic. Um, but man, he played hard and I, I like that, you know, it's, they, they don't know that people are in the gym watching them. Um, you know, and I wasn't the only one there that was, that was watching kids just to be there watching kids, right? you know, watching them play, um, you know, and, and, and it's not like Shamar Avans didn't have a good weekend. I just I I do think we've talked about him a little bit, and um, I I just think um, Small and Brown were just that much better this this weekend. Um, why Why does a guy like Avans not have more attention right now than, than the the two offers he has? Do you think? Um. I think it's I think it's his shot. It's his shooting. Okay. You know, and and the 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 game is going in that direction to where you know, we talk a lot about you are who you can guard. And so that sort of dictates what position you are. And teams want to evaluate bigs in their ability to guard ball screens and protect the rim 
point guards are evaluated in their ability. Can they score at all three levels? And and right now, Avance is a kid that he you can go under a ball screen right now and and scout that part of his game out. Um, everything else about him, I he's right there. I mean, he's definitely a mid major. To me, he's a mid major kid. I think his shooting, to me, his shooting is not a concern. Okay. Not not in an environment where you can get him a lot of reps. Yeah. And I know he works on this game, uh, and his, and he and he shoots the ball. Okay, I mean he gets a, he gets an open shot. He's going to shoot. He's going to you know. But it's it's not the ability to score, to to do it off the dribble. Like it is with Javon, like it is with Luke. And it, to compare anybody to Luke shooting is is not fair, except for maybe Malik Stanley. Um, but who's another guy not getting you know Shamar offer wise right now either right. Yeah, and we we can touch on that. Okay, um, I've got his name listed and, down. And you said Shamar is probably one of the better defenders on that list as well, though, right? I yeah, outside of my love for Luke Lacey at Brownsburg, who's going to play who's going to play football in college, Shamar Avance is the, the best defender at this is the best defender in the class as far as I mean, it'd be him and Lacey. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and Avance, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what else would be holding him back. It's not size. He's he's six he's six one six two. He's got phenomenal length. Um, he's unselfish. Uh, in a summer game right now, the team he's on, they do a lot of isolation stuff. He's, he plays with Javon Small, so it's, they're both running the same stuff. And I think just Javon's ability to score at all three levels right now separates him from Shamar. Um, but only one school is going to get Javon. Yeah. So if I'm yeah. if I'm the Horizon League, if I'm Max Schools, and I need a point guard, I'm I'm recruiting Shamar Advance. There's no question. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't know what all these schools need. Not not without really researching it. Um. But. You know, the of course, the odd thing is, is you could go to the Ohio Valley and stand out and, and get drafted the NBA. So, um, the um, but uh, you know, I love his competitiveness. Um, hold on a second, I'm typing something here right quick. Um, I lo- I love Shamar's competitiveness, and it's um. It's got to be just his, just his shooting, you know. So that's the only that would be the only thing right now that would that would keep him that would separate him from those other guys. So uh, back to Swope, he's a guy that he shot well, and I don't know enough about him before this past year to know if that's a if that's a difference with him or not. Um. So as he continues to shoot well definitely look for him to start getting some offers i mean i'm shocked as aggressive as some of these d schools have these d2 schools have been that they've not been on him i mean i would be on him i'd want to be the if i was usi or indianapolis i would want to be the first division two school on him in the glvc yeah because if it should happen that he goes to that level kids tend to drift toward the school that offers them first um you know because they're 
at that point you start developing a relationship and and that first one comes in you know it's sincere those other ones that come in after that tend to be reactionary right and you wonder did they get an offer because they want me did they get an offer because um because somebody else did you know i posted an article or um and like a opinion piece on thursday dealing with um scholarship offers and, and fomo fear of missing out sort of the psychology of an offer and the psychology of an offer for those who who receive it as well as those who who aren't getting offers for, and as well as psychology of the offer of of colleges and colleges have fomo every bit as much as as players and families do somebody in their league offers a scholarship to a kid they perk up and if they're close they'll offer even though nothing has changed since the last time they've seen him play, except for the fact that one of their conference opponents made a scholarship offer. Uh, so, um, now Gus Etchison and Malik Stanley both were good this weekend. And I, I think Malik, looking at these kids on this list, he, I think he's the second best shooter of that group. Now, we need to see Jalen Blackman play. Yeah. He needs to get he needs to get healthy. You know, he may be healthy, but but I've not seen him on any roster yet this this spring and it, or this summer, and it makes sense um, that he may not be that he may not be looking to play this summer. Just prepare for school ball. Um, but Stanley, you know, that's a kid that I, I think at a higher level. I think there is some good question on whether or not. His ability to finish in the paint will translate against what I would say is more consistent size. Okay. Um, and he's got that UND offer that you were just talking about as his only offer. Yep. You know, and he's going against you know, and he's going against the D one Indiana team. He's he's got to finish over you know Jr. Kineski from South Penn St. Joe. He's got to finish over. Oh man, who's the guy from Louisville? Uh, shoot, that plays with them. Six eight kid. Uh, he's got some Division one offers too. Um, he's I can't remember his name. Dag on it. He he's you know he's finishing over guys like that. But when you're playing and you know when you're playing at Division one level, the team you're you're going to play against has two or three of those guys. You know they probably got a six six. You know six six small forward that they're playing. It's the same, you know, who's the same size as some of these dudes, the, some of these teams' big kids. Yeah. Um, on it, Darius. I can't remember the kid's name from Louisville, but but Malik all, but Malik has the ability to 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 shoot over a ball screen too, and that's a big deal. And, and Gus Atchison is, I mean, he is, uh, he's, if he's not a better athlete than Shamar Avance. I mean, he's right there. Uh, he is extremely springy. He is quicker with the ball than those guys, than, than Avance, than Small, uh, than, than Swope. And, you know, Gus will get in the paint and make and make and look to make plays for other people. He sometimes gets in trouble, though. And that happened a few times today. And then a lot of that is just early in the season, getting used to playing with your teammates. Sure. Earlier earlier in the week or earlier when I saw EG10 play, Gus was not here. So this was his first action with them. 
Um, if it wasn't his first action, then it was Thursday because they're playing in a league here in Indianapolis. But Gus is so quick with the ball, and he makes some guys look foolish trying to guard him. And as he gets refined and, and they start sort of dictating reads at Western Michigan with, you know, with, look, you're, you're looking at when you come off, here are the two or three things you're looking for. You know, and he's playing with other guys and, and getting sort of fed to him an option of reads to make. Um, I think as he starts to sort of shrink the court a little bit in his mind, I think he just becomes a, a more effective playmaker. Um, where right now his athleticism gets him into plays and his athleticism allows him to get out of it if he gets into trouble. But sometimes, like today, he drove he drove baseline a couple times, and big man Gabe McNary didn't release to give him some more room. You know, and I don't know how much communication those two guys have, but but if Gabe will step up to the, the mouth of the rim and stay at the block, that's going to give Gus one more ang- one more option to pass to, and it may be able to soak in. You know, cause a defender to have to help or cause a defender to to decide, do I stick with the big that's evacuating or do I stick with the ball? Um, it just gives him one more pass. Sure. So instead of having to make a great play, he's just making good plays. And he got in trouble a couple times today. But <laughs> he's he's getting in trouble in places a lot of guys would never even be able to get to. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't – that's that's as much of a compliment as you can get out of that. Like I would never get to places he can get to on the floor. Yeah. Let's just say that. You know, he's throwing drift passes three feet from out of bounds. Jeez. He's just so so athletic and springy and and he is very quick with the ball. He does not lose the ball out top. Um so his mistakes were made literally, I think literally his mistakes were made baseline level, pretty much every time. Um but he's committed to Western Michigan, so um, they're they're definitely going to get a good one there, and um, so now Darius Washington. With all that being said, was that uh, Louisville guy you were talking about? Yes, yeah. And I reason what bugs me about that is because he's this is the third year he's played for an Indiana team. Okay, I mean it's, it's the same coach, and we were in the same program for two years. I just it's just how inept I am about kids from out of state. So yeah, Darius Washington, he's a great kid. He's big. He's got a better motor now than he did a couple years ago. Um, but, you know, that comes with maturity. So now as much as we've talked about these other guys, and I and I think this is how we're probably going to end, end the podcast, n- none of them played as well as Leland Walker did this weekend. So as good as Javon Small was, as much as Luke Brown proved he belonged with some of these guys that are uh, – with these other guys that are getting these mid-major and – and multi offers from multi bid leagues, Leland Walker stole the absolute show this weekend. They and they did not play today. They were supposed to. They were on the bracket sheet last night, but then they decided not to play today. Uh, Team Teague with with Leland Walker and and Reggie Bass and uh, two Carmel Salt, uh, incoming juniors, Pete Suter, Charlie Williams, and then uh, Davion Turner from Anderson, who's I think going to tech, I didn't ask Damon. I should have asked Damon coach should have asked uh, coach Turner if he was how that situation was going. So, um, but Leland Walker was impressive this weekend. 
he's off the chart athletic. He looks like Darren Collison. He looks like a young Darren Collison. He's six feet. He's probably not as long as Collison. Um, you know, and I, I texted a handful of college coaches last night and about Leland and three of them replied, how is a shot? Yeah. He, he shot, he shot the ball really well. His mechanics are, are smoothening out. That's a quicker release. I mean, he shot and he shot well in spurts. I mean, he had a stretch against Carmel last year. He had a stretch against Brownsburg last year where he was just white hot. Now, both times they were down and he was trying to make some big comeback. So, you know, how much of that was just desperation and, and no care, no conscience whatsoever, just let it go. Um, but right now his shot looks pretty smooth. It's, it's still not probably where it needs to be, but he's, he's just an incoming junior. What, what I love, and these are things that, just these are things that come to play when and these guys are playing in systems that aren't as structured. Even the best systems in the summer aren't as structured as, as what a lot of these guys face in the, for their school teams. No, right. But he's finding people coming off ball screens. He's, he's making the right reads. He's, he's hesitating and giving, causing the guy guarding the, the screener to make a decision. You know, am I going to stick with the ball am I gonna, or am I going to go with the roll man? I mean, he is – he's not seeing plays. He's creating plays. He's not making reads. He's creating opportunities. And and Small was like that. And, and Luke Brown was too. But, you know, Leland just utterly dominated play on both ends of the floor. And rebounding well defensively especially um, – just being a problem in transition. He's making better decisions in the half court. You know, like I said, he is he's creating he's creating reads. He's 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 giving his teammates time to do what they're what they're doing. He understands the pace of play. And he's finding people. And I mean the game I watched, they scored the first twenty five points of the game. Wow. And and he was involved in about seventy five percent of it. And the highlight stuff that's going around on, on social media right now is, trust me, it's nice. It shows off his athleticism. It, it pales in the comparison, in my mind, the, the types of decision making that he has on that he had on the court this past weekend. Because anybody that knows him knows his he's athletic, and you know his downfall is going to be judged on his his size. He's six feet. He's not. He's not broad shoulder. He doesn't. He doesn't look like small. He doesn't look like Javon Small. I don't small. That's a bad name for this right now. <laughs> he doesn't look like Javon Small coming off a bus or coming on the court. You know he, he's, but he's. I mean he's a legit six feet. So he's not short. Yeah. I mean he would be. He would be no. He would be no different than than. Um, you know, then Thompson up at Purdue right now from, from Zionsville, um, you know, but he's, you, you look at him and, and he does, 
that's that's going to be the thing. His size, that'll that'll be the thing with him. His shot's going to get a lot better, and it's already good. Um, and you know, he just he was impressive. He was spectacular this weekend, and I, I like that he competes defensively. You know, they're they're up big, and he's still he's still getting down, competing, talking to teammates, encouraging people, and and wanting to push the tempo as much as he can. So I mean that Xavier offer is pretty good. It it is there and there needs to be more in my opinion. Yeah. I mean I mean Ball State IUPUI right now those guys are praying that nobody else gets involved. Um you know the Purdue the Purdue situation where it was a reported offer, well actually he reported it <laughs> and and then corrected it. Yep. Um you know, and I, and I thought he's a kid that I've said from the beginning of his freshman year to the beginning of his sophomore year. He improved so much in terms of half court decision making, and how to understand how to manage possessions. That it was, it was, it was staggering how much better he was between the beginning of his sophomore year and the beginning of his freshman year, and it was a lot of that is credit to, to Coach Hahn. Brian Hahn, who's, who's obviously recently stepped down as the head coach there. Um, but he's, he's got to do the work neck up. And, you know, damn, he was good this weekend. I just can't get over how 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 impactful he was in games. I, I wish I got a chance to see him to play. I, the, the, the idea today was to get up and to get over and watch them play. and But then suddenly they didn't show up in brackets. Huh. And like they did. And so that gave me some more time to chill out at home before going over to watch. So, uh, still got about four hours of basketball in today. So that was good. Um, but yeah, so that's it. It seemed like everybody that, not everybody that played well or, or made an impression was, were point guards. I thought Gabe McNary for EG 10, six, six, seven, six, eight kid from Avon was really, was really good this weekend. Um, it was fun getting to watch Reggie Bass play. Um, I think there's some things that he could do better, um, but he competed defensively. He is every bit – he's every bit as, as athletic as what Leland Walker is. Um, and um, – How did uh, – Trying to think. How did Cooper Jacoby look? Yeah. He looked good. He – you know, he, he needs – His shots improved. That's a big deal for him. Um, you know, he's going to maximize his recruiting where he's going to play the three spot. You know, and he is um, – the kid's competitive. He's got a great motor on him. I like that he can he can be primary ball handler in, in transition. He doesn't have to give it up. I like that he can finish at the rim. Like, he can go up against people. Right. Um, um, you know, he needs to be clean to, to get a shot off right now, uh, from distance, from distance, I should say, um, really good in the paint yeah, off the dribble. I'm talking about not posting up, but, um, but, but posting is an option. Now, how much of that he does in college is remains, it would be, remain to be seen, but, but his ability to, to drive, you know, especially, you know, in the half court drive, get to the paint, make a play, 
he's there. I, I think I don't, you know, contextual, contextually speaking, I think the offers he's got, he's he's right in that range. I think he's he's proving every day, sure, um, every time out that he he belongs to that level. It, you know, and if for the, some that might think, he, is he going to creep up to be a high major kid? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. Um, but I like him. I like I just like him a lot. I think he's one of the top fourteen or fifteen guys in that class, and um, and that makes Silver Creek pretty damn good because they've got also have that guy Trey Kaufman to go along with it too. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> any uh any, any questions about any of the guys like? I know you didn't get a chance to come down this weekend, but um, oh, we can. and in July we'll both in July you'll get a chance to see more, and I'll you know we'll both be well, hopefully we'll be in different places. Right. You know? Right. Uh, yeah, what I was going to ask about Michael Ely from Fort Wayne. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't there yesterday. Um, he was there today, and he's a kid that I think he gets going. He's got a lot of physical tools with him. Um, yeah, because he's long for sure. To be to be a dynamic scorer, you know, he, today, look, the team he's on, they're well coached, they're they're pretty balanced. He's on the same team with with Luke Brown. He's on the same team with, with this weekend with J.R. Kineski, with Darius Washington that you brought up, with Cooper Jacoby. Um, 6'4", strong kid. And, and this is the guy that's transferring to Elevation Prep, the new prep school in Fort Wayne. Um, sorry, I'm questioning that decision still. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure I'd want to be a guinea pig in his instance, but um, he is, he's a, he's a, he's an above average defender. I think when he's really locked in, he can be a better defender. Um, I want to say this is their first weekend playing together. So a lot of this stuff is, you know, again, just getting familiar with your teammates. He wasn't, he wasn't there on Saturday. You know, so he wasn't in a position today where he was doing a lot off script. Everything he did today was was off their structure, yeah, um, or off loose plays. And I, I like that he had his nose in in it, making you know, trying to get involved in loose balls. He was rebounding uh, defensively. He was rebounding the ball offensively, not not as much. Uh, but I don't know how much he does that for Snyder or did that for Snyder, um, but. I know when he's really aggressive, he can put points on the board. Definitely. And I know that's what they what they'll need for him because he's really he's the one wing they've got who can really go out and get a shot. I mean, it's Jacoby's probably not going to go get shots unless he can get to the paint. Ely can do that. Ely can be that hot back guy into a three. He can be that guy with several, you know, with a combination of hesitation moves or, or whatever he's got to do to get one or two dribbles into a shot. He's the one guy that team has uh, to do that. That the one wing, I should say. I mean, I think Luke Brown can do it at times because I think Luke Brown can just take one extra step back and just shoot from range. Yeah. Um, and then you go guard him there, and he takes one more step back. But I was I was asked, um, 
No, I was I was looking at our the point guard list for 2022. I was asked today who I thought was better, Leland Walker or Braden Smith. And as much as I like Braden Smith, the answer is Leland Walker. But um, that's sort of an off tangent. But but Ely is is. I mean, he put up big numbers for Snyder this year, and Snyder was poised heading into the regional. I thought with with um, I thought he was going to be a big matchup problem um, for Carmel. Yeah, for sure. You know, if that was going to be the matchup in the in the regional championship game, um, you know, he was going to be a tough matchup for them, and because he was stronger than Waddell, um, I mean, and. As much as Suter is a good defender, I know Carmel doesn't like putting him on the other team's best player throughout the game. Now, late in the game, that changes, you know, especially if he doesn't have any foul issues. But but we have other guys who can defend Ely, but they're smaller. I'm sorry, I should say there are other guys who would defend Ely and um, and make it tough for him. But it would be, but it would be a tough matchup because of his size and, and strength at the wing, and and you can see some of that today. But he he's got to get to a point with this group where he's more assertive. Um, but I, again, I think it was his, I think it was his first day with the group, so they were fun to watch. They they won both their games today and and rather convincingly. And I know. It was whispered whispered in my ear this weekend twice that they were going to get blown out, only to have them do the blowing out. Yeah. <laughs> so I I just yeah I don't yeah I I think sometimes I mean talent still talent you know and I think and I'm guilty of this I I think big schools I think Indianapolis schools I think those guys have an advantage. Um, because they're used to the competitive, they're used to the competitive talent, the talent, the competitiveness and talent on a more regular basis. But, but the end of it, you know, these these guys have multiple Division One offers, and there's a reason for it. It's yep. because they're good. Exactly. You know, and um, they did not get blown out. In fact, they did not lose a game this weekend. So, um, anything. Uh, Anyway, are we going to do Grand Canyon news? What are, what are we what are we doing? You're wearing your GCU shirt. You're already getting gear. That's right. It's good to know people. Um, no, no. Anytime I see GCU, anytime I see GCU, I think of the young and the restless. Genoa City University. Oh gosh. <laughs> my youth, my uh, Senior year release time, getting home every day, 1130, getting hooked on soap operas. Oh, gosh. That's um, crazy. Which kind of carried me until I was about maybe 25, 26. But <laughs> yeah, whenever I see GCU, I think of that. So I saw that shirt. We were doing the Zoom call. I thought I saw that shirt. I thought, oh, great. He's, <laughs> he's picking up soap opera swag. That's right. No. Um, no, G- no real GCU news right now. They're kind of they're battle, no GCU battling the COVID stuff down there in Phoenix. Is you know it's a hot spot, so it's kind of tough yeah. tough for them to be getting together right now, and and they're just fighting through everything like everybody else down there. Well, what else? Anything else you want to know? We we talked a little bit about some of the questions you were going to have. 
uh, now that we're full blown into July, I think we're going to both be at events the next three weekends and um, get some more sets of eyes and, and on kids and get a chance to talk some more about these guys. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I think that does it for this week. Zach, as always, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. We are, um, this is our first Sunday night uh, recording. So we're going to publish this on Monday. People will, they'll know that now by the time they've heard this because it'll be Monday morning instead of Tuesday morning. But that's our plan going forward. Every Sunday night, we're going to record and then we're going to publish on Monday. And as the school season gets closer, um, we will definitely have um, multiple podcasts during the week, whether it's always the both of us. Uh, that doesn't matter. We're going to do some preview stuff uh, as we get into the season. Game previews will be part of our podcast uh, episodes and some recaps, uh, especially on our Sunday night one. So, but uh, until next week, Zach, again, appreciate your time. Yeah, glad I could be here. And this this has been uh, Courtside Indiana Podcast. As always, it's subscribable through Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And until next week, guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you very much.